Does everybody know what time it is? Time to get out there and vote, and don't say you can't. <laughs> it's grunt work. She's so house proud, there's always something happening, and it's usually quite loud, because Tim's given it more power. Welcome to Grunt Work. I'm your host, Truman, the Habitat for Trumanity Man, Caps, Ooh. and with me as always is fellow host Landon, the I've Committed Adultery in My Heart Many Times Man, Solano. Uh, uh, can you commit adultery if you don't have a significant other in which to adult? I, adulterate. I, well, you know, I've, I've, I've certainly I've heard that adulting is hard, but maybe <laughs> adultery can be hard too. Uh, well, I'm sure for those who actually can be an adulterer. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I would assume uh, if you're adultering, you probably don't have the the conscious that will weigh too heavily uh, with guilt. Well, now I would say though, because that quote is Jimmy Carter saying to Playboy magazine that he committed adultery in his heart many times. Yeah, and now. If there is any any person who has ever been president who, to say nothing of his abilities as an administrator, but his conscience, I'd say Jimmy <laughs> Carter had a pretty good conscience. Yeah, that's true. And still has one, because yeah. the dude's still alive. So, I don't know. I didn't think it was a slam. <laughs> I, I can I can, I can can do my, my, my alternate name for you, which is Landon, the I can't believe you've done this man, Solano, <laughs> but that was burnt up front. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you were able to roll uh, with the punches. Yeah. yeah. Well, here we are. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to see you, too. How we watched one hell of a Home Improvement episode today. How did we watch it? Is that what you asked? How did we... How did we... Landon, <laughs> I feel like we spend so yeah. much time talking about Home Improvement. We don't spend enough time talking about the real science behind how we're watching Home Improvement. You know, I couldn't actually tell you beyond just claiming electricity. Uh, that a DVD player and television actually works. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be wrong, because on because without electricity they wouldn't work. Exactly. We folks, we sat down and we looked at ones and zeros being read by a laser <laughs> off of a very shiny disc we bought from eBay and being placed into colorized pixels uh, that our eyes somehow perceive as images. Uh, that create a narrative. Now, guys, now let's let's slow up for a sec. Let's talk about your eyes, specifically rods and cones. There's a cornea in there, a couple of pupils. Again, I don't really yeah. have... I know a bunch of words about the eye, but not yeah. anything to connect them together. The eyes are the gateway to the soul. Yes, and our souls are so much richer for having absorbed this Home Improvement <laughs> episode. Uh, I feel like we just went through so many... Un unnecessary uh, segues. We we like we made the segue and then we're like, no, you know what? Hold on, I'm gonna take the segue around the block one more time. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know. And speaking of segues, yeah. uh, we had a president who once fell off a Segway. We also had a president <laughs> who started Habitat for Humanity, which is the subject of this episode of Home Improvement. It is. And do you want a a deeper? Uh, description of what this episode was about. Well, uh, you know, I take a synopsis <laughs> if you've got one of those on. <laughs> Let's just keep talking about the things that we we're gonna do. Yeah. Um. Okay. 
Here's what we got for this week. Uh, at the request of former President Jimmy Carter, Tool Time has agreed to build some houses for Habitat for Humanity and dispatches Tim and Al on location to head up each of their own construction teams. For Tim's part, he's chosen a who's who of NFL players as well as Evander Holyfield. Al has chosen a set of women professionals, including Jill, to construct his house. Uh, as they go head-to-head, uh, is there any question as to who the winner of this competition is going to be? Well, we'll find out soon. Meanwhile, uh, Brad has found a golden locket uh, in the alleyway behind the house and gives it to his girlfriend, Ashley, only to discover that the locket belongs to Marie, uh, who desperately wants it back. Uh, Will Brad man up and tell the truth to Ashley? Will Marie uh, be reunited with her precious heirloom? Will Batman escape the clutches of the perilous and precarious prankster the Joker? (laughs) Stay tuned to find out. As much as I appreciate that, maybe the penguin, so you could have kept going with the alliteration. Who let's am just, I? Let's take it Al Borland? Let's just take it <laughs> um, I think that Batman will escape the perilous, precarious clutches of the Joker, though. <laughs> he usually does. The penguin isn't a prankster, though. That's true. That's true. The penguin mm. is not a prankster. What's the penguin's deal, though? <laughs> Like, I get it. He's a short guy yeah. who looks funny. Loves umbrellas. Loves umbrellas. Penguins yeah. don't really love umbrellas. <laughs> True. I don't, I've never seen a penguin with an umbrella. So, But I think it's more, it's a play on the, the, the tux motif of a mm. penguin. Uh, he's always, because he's, the penguin's a businessman. Uh, he, he's wearing the business suits. And I kind of can see where the umbrella goes in with the suit and tails and yeah it's it's all very tenuous so he's a so so he's a fearsome businessman wants to be taken seriously in business so he calls himself the penguin (laughs) you know those animals that waddle around with their arms held outward so they don't fall over uh uh and eat raw fish that is me this is a very special episode this episode beyond what we watched and what you saw do you know why this is a, a, a even specialer episode um let's see why is this an even specialer episode i'll tell you what it's literally staring you in the face it's literally it's a red shirt it's the (laughs) it's you you are this is this the episode you we are all home improvement oh my god i I feel the sense of connection to the world that's the script the script that you had bought earlier uh this season uh was the script for this episode holy shit i bought you a way to go truman i bought you such a good gift you're so lucky to have me as a friend landon i bought you a this is a real great episode this is a a piece of america's history in that it literally has dialogue from the president of the united states not at the time but well no not (laughs) former former president you keep that moniker the rest of your life true you do for better or worse uh uh, okay that's i i wow looking at it now i'm surprised that that episode isn't like thicker than it is (laughs) or like it's not glowing or levitating or something well uh, i think a good uh two or three pages of the script uh is dedicated to the montage (laughs) really i don't know yeah yeah it is we we haven't had a montage yet on this episode for a show show. for a show that loves elaborate transitions so much it's strange how few montages we've had (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, we, now, we've been raving a lot about this episode, not necessarily the funniest or the best episode, but this episode just, there was a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. They gave you, they, they, I mean, some of, some of it good, some of it bad. I actually thought the subplot with Brian was incredible. completely agree. Really good. Two full A stories, I feel like. Yeah, quite honestly. Yeah. And, and, 
you know, what the ace, and if had they just gone with the Brad subplot as an ace story with the locket and everything, maybe you wouldn't have needed a million athletes and the former president <laughs> to sell it. But hey, it's sweeps week. Sweeps week. Sweeps week. <laughs> That's the TV version of Vegas. But <laughs> hey, it's sweeps week. <laughs> you know, what happens on sweeps week stays on sweeps week. I, I think that holds true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> honestly, yeah, all these guest stars are never showing up again. Uh, Do you want to take a guess as to what this episode is called? Hopefully you can't read as far away as the script is from oh, your shit. face. Oh, God. Now, now, okay. Now I have to not cheat. Uh, <laughs> and it's even worse because I don't think any of my options are very good. Okay. I've got Oh, the Humanity. Okay. I've got Construction Derby. And okay. I've got Habitat for womanity Ooh, i know i like that i i do too i think it's a really good idea it's kind of the um it's the coexist bumper sticker of <laughs> home improvement episode titles i think <laughs> this one is called eve of construction eve of construction i remember that from reading it on and talking about that episode with you wow yeah now now that i'm thinking more about what we just watched and that we have the script for that that's very exciting <laughs> um yeah, okay, Eve of Construction. I think it works on a couple levels. I mean, you've, it's obviously a play on Eve of Destruction, um, but when you think about Tim's team versus Al's team, Adam and Eve, you got the Eve of Construction. Yeah. You know what? Actually, I like that quite a lot. I think that's very good. Okay, Home Improvement, listen. <laughs> you This absolves you of either Jill's birthday or the Colonel. You get, you, like, this one is good enough that it makes up for one of those. Starting to balance the scales a little bit. I think so. I okay. think so. Because I wouldn't have thought of that, but I think that's really beautiful. <laughs> uh, so... Do we want to, do we want to, like, get into this? Do we want to crack it open? Buddy, whether we want to or not, that's what we're here to do. It's going to happen. Okay, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've we've sworn an oath, and we're here on the wall. Let's, so, let's go. uh... Jackhammer smash the screen transition from our preamble into the actual episode. <laughs> um, we don't. There's no visuals here, so we have to talk through each of the transitions. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. I mean, it's what we have to do. Unless you want to start putting sound effects in of like <laughs> crystal chandeliers breaking. Um, <laughs> so we start with the with the grunt creep. Um, yeah, we start with Tim underneath a car yeah. on the set of tool time has he been crushed by the car no he's just working under right. it but he's showing how to change your oil or some shit like that and the grunt creep is he's in the oil bin yeah or uh, pan yeah, underneath yeah. The, the car yeah um and he's able to he bounces around a little bit plays around in the oil and then just like jumps and dives into the oil pan as if it's the oil drum and yeah. i'm wondering if the oil is the gateway from the void into the real world. I do think so, Landon. <laughs> that was that was kind of what I was going with. I feel like oil for the transitions is like throwing a portable hole on the wall and running through it and then reaching out of the hole and taking it with you. That is I love it. That is how they get to Toontown and back. Gotcha. Oil is to the grunt creep as dreams are to Freddy Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy. Freddy Freddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Fraggle Cougar. Um <laughs> Yeah, so Tim and Al are both in coveralls. They're talking about how you care for your engine parts and engine tools and whatever. Yeah. Uh, Tim says, or no, Al is talking about the importance of cleaning up and carrying your tools properly. And he says, you need to treat your tools like a member of your family. And Al says, Al, and Al, Tim says, Al even invites his tools to Thanksgiving, even his hammer-in-law. 
And it's like, Tim, this is 100% something you would do. You treat your tools better than you treat your family. I can document True. dozens of cases. <laughs> uh, plus, if MC Hammer's daughter ever had Thanksgiving, <laughs> this is a conversation that her wife or husband would have. Yeah. Do you, do <laughs> do you, you think MC Hammer requires to be called Hammer-in-law? The Hammer-in-law that... that <laughs> It's not just it's not just my last name. It's not just my stage name. It's now a familial title. <laughs> yes. Now now every fa- it's like if there is a famous rapper in your family that you that you are not related to by blood, that is your hammer-in-law. <laughs> exactly. So so I guess Eminem is somebody's hammer-in-law. <laughs> right? I mean his daughter's married. I don't know. I I don't know what the, It's a Michigan how that turned out. I don't yeah. think he's done a rap about his daughter being married yet. <laughs> Well, the only way we can find things out about Eminem's life is for him to wait for him to do a rap about him, I guess. <laughs> that That is the law. Uh, so, and Tim has got some homemade solvent that he uses to clean tools. Yeah, apparently the Benford super solvent wasn't doing the trick. There's a lot of Benford uh, items on screen here, the least of which was the Benford footstool, car stool, whatever the <laughs> fuck was holding up the car. There's these, like, blue step things that are holding the car up propping it up so tim can get underneath it you know given the troubles that we've that that you know there have been with binford products in the past i wouldn't trust a binford product to hold the car up over my head (laughs) it could quite well have been a binford car just like that uh what was that uh in the 70s that sham electric car that that woman was oh i i remember that happening i don't remember what it was uh yeah i can't remember the name of the car but zephyr or something yeah they were you know during the oil crisis of the 70s they were like pushing this electric car that just turned out to be a shell there's no actual innards to it yeah it was just it was just literally flintstone powered everybody inside it just just and what would be better suited for benford and tim taylor than a flintstone powered car in in the same way that that the flintstones was just an animated ripoff of the honeymooners sometimes i start (laughs) to think that this show is slowly becoming a live action ripoff of the flintstones almost (laughs) we're we're getting we're getting there we're not there yet but the transitions are going to become the dinosaurs yeah Tim has his his own personal cleaning concoction that uh, will what did he, he says something like he'll strip the paint off of something or other. Oh, it'll it'll uh, it, you know dip your engine parts in there and they'll be so clean you can see himself see yourself in them. But you might not want not but you might not want to do that if you're Al. <laughs> so just, great, just pow, take that. And you know what we we've had two documented cases on our show saying that Al's attractive. So yes. uh, Tim just is envious. Um, but So he puts this piston in there, and in true Taylor fashion, it eats away half of the piston. Yeah. Um, but he also puts his hand in there, which was weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it's going to eat through alloys and aluminum and steel and everything, maybe at least wear a glove. Well, after Tim's hands got all super swelled up on set that day, <laughs> he had to have them replaced with robot hands. Oh, got it. Yeah. He, he first burnt them off with the... That green paint yes. uh, stripped off that first layer of skin, and then the, yeah. You, you've got to apply multiple coats to your hands. <laughs> uh, also, so dur- during this, Al, you know, Tim talks at one point about how, oh, the Binford uh, solvent is no good because if you have to soak your tools in it overnight, and that means if you get the hankering to work on your engine at 2 a.m., what are you going to do? And Al turns to the camera and says, you can call 1-800-CUCKOO for that. <laughs> oh, my God, that was really a painful joke. A painful joke, but then it sets up a moment that also was not a good joke. But like so, after the 
after the the solvent burns through everything and there's all these clouds of smoke, Al turns to the camera again and says, that's 1-800-C-U-C-K-O-O. But <laughs> hearing Al, there's a split second there where Al has said 1-800-Cuck on, on television. And that, kind of, you know, these dark days we live in, yeah. you, need to, you need to find laughs. Same thought went through my head. Then they transition, unfortunately, not in the humorous way where they're trying to get to their uh, spot. Yeah, what happened to that? Man? I'm sure it'll come back yeah, with, a, with a vengeance. But um, they they head over to, I guess, Habitat for Humanity Corner. <laughs> <laughs> the corner built by Jimmy Carter. <laughs> yeah, they so they go over and talk about this new big Habitat for Humanity promotion they're doing with... Um, so the NFL. The, yeah, just like... Co-sponsor. Yeah, co-sponsor the NFL. They name-check Jimmy Carter, but just basically sports. Just yeah. basically yeah. all sports. Well, specifically NFL and then Evander Holyfield. Like, yeah. it's it's football and him. And the I remember Evander Holyfield, I think, is most famous for being mentioned by George Foreman when he was guest-starring on Home Improvement. That was yeah, his big Yeah, because they had the, the big uh, fight. Yeah. Either it was about to happen or it had just happened, yeah. So... Is it and this like, is, is this is he still has both of his ears in this uh, appearance. Oh, is he the one who Tyson bit his ear off in '97? Yeah. Wow. Weird. Because <laughs> looking at that guy, I wouldn't think he's the sort of guy who would get his ear bitten off. No, but then again, you're not. <laughs> you're going up against Mike Tyson. Here's a weird coincidence that I'm only just this very second putting together. Yeah. Uh, I have only caught two pay-per-view boxing matches in my life. Yes. One was a Vander Ho- Vander Holyfield versus. George Foreman, yeah, the one that he mentioned, uh, you know, in a previous oh, yeah. season, and then the other one was when he got his ear bit off in '97. You ha- you really know how to pick your pay per view, but <laughs> like you, for the amount that you paid, you viewed a lot. <laughs> well, I didn't pay any; my uncle did. Oh. I just happened to be in the room. I mean, how does that even? What does a man biting a man's ear off on HBO look like? Even <laughs> I mean, that's uh, not great. Not fun, uh, especially when they cut to the close-up of it after the Whoa, fact. Oh, hardcore. Yeah. yeah, it was gross. Ugh, 90s, man. <laughs> um, HBO. It's no worse than what you see on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, you have anything else for this Habitat for Humanity thing? No, aside from the fact that, well, except that they established that both Tim and Al are going to build a yeah. house. Each one is supervising a team of builders. Uh, it's going to be a three-day process, although Tim says he's going to, he's so great, such hot shit, he's going to do it in one day, and that's counting a nap, lunch, and two hours in a porta potty. <laughs> Is this going to be a competition? I, I don't know that they mentioned that at all. That's... I don't, I don't think it's going to be a competition, even though Al specifically says this isn't a competition, Tim, and Tim dismisses him. I'm seeing no evidence of it being a competition. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes up when he talks to Jill in a second here. We go to the theme. Um, this is the first time I noticed Jill's background, which is just a bunch of screws. And I wonder if there's some sort of visual euphemism going on there. Landon, I'm sorry. This is not the first time you've noticed this or the no? first time you've made this connection. I remember in, in the past you've you you made that we're 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 we've passed the event horizon of this podcast <laughs> Shit, now. This is this is the start of me starting to lose my memory in my old age. No, I think this is just, like you can only hold so much home improvement knowledge. And sir, you hold a lot. You know a lot of things about this show, more than probably the people who made the show. Or maybe I'm just trying to uh recycle content. No, true. Any, anything to you know, anything to fill up that dead air. Yeah. Okay, but still, I mean, you know, the, it, it remains. There are screws behind Jill, and sex is still a thing that exists. <laughs> you 
connect the dots. This is a truncated uh, theme song. Yes. Uh, we don't get Tim's final, but we do get the, oh, yowie. Um, which is weird. Yeah. Which is weird. Doesn't feel right, honestly. No, it it's felt... like having, just having dessert and no and no dinner. <laughs> we had our pudding, but we didn't eat our meat. Yeah. Uh, we go to the living room, and this is where we are introduced to Brad's subplot, where he comes in, Randy's, uh, reading a comic book, and Brad brings in a locket and says, hey, look at this, I just found this in the alleyway, uh, I was gonna get Ashley, my girlfriend, a bike reflector for her birthday, but instead, I got her a locket. The second he says, like, the second he's saying, I found it in the alley, I'm like, oh yeah, sure, yeah, sure, Tony Soprano, it fell off a truck, hey, gabagool, right? Like, I thought that this, the... <laughs> I thought the backstory here was going to be Brad stealing. Yeah, things. Stinky has uh, given him some black market goods or something. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Things that he's looted. So Brad announces his plans to give this to uh, give this locket to Ashley, and uh, then as they're discussing this, Tim comes home with barbecue takeout from Bitso Pig. Ugh. Well, I mean, I understand that you're a vegetarian, but also that's literally what. I mean, all every barbecue place is just bits o pig. Like, yeah, I, I guess just being confronted with it up front, <laughs> like seeing the ear getting bitten off of a man's head in person, like being confronted with it is harder. yeah, right. Yeah, well, I, yeah, it's just well, whatever. Uh, there is a moment here that I did like though, where um, as soon as Tim comes in, Jill is putting the dishes away in the cabinet, and <laughs> yes, uh, the cabinet door is open, and they kiss through the glass i thought that was kind of fun I, I thought it was fun too i also think that like who's gonna have to clean that window later jill <laughs> jill still cute but you know good blocking yeah. um there is another moment so they start talking tim um uh they start talking about the habitat for humanity project jill's surprised that he's uh accepted the the challenge i i'm also, he just so Tim is going to be building a house on television in competition against Al with a team of celebrities, and he didn't mention it to his wife <laughs> once. The man who only talks about himself, yeah, especially considering the celebrities would really boost his ego. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's the whole part of the Tim Taylor persona is like, look at this thing that's uh, uh, all about me. Yeah, look, look at these, look, look at these at people what I got. raising yeah. my brand, building right. my my stock. Exactly. Yeah, so, but Jill is excited about this and wants to help, but Tim doesn't want her there because he, he read somewhere that husbands and wives shouldn't work together. And Jill says, where do you read that? And he says, I must have read it in Husbands and Wives Shouldn't Work Together Illustrated. <laughs> Which, not a fan of what the meaning behind the joke is, but if I was in the writer's room, I do like the conversation of, what's the funniest word we can tack on that to make that a magazine? And I think Illustrated was the right word to go with. Okay, okay, guys, we've got monthly, we've got <laughs> weekly, we've we've got quarterly. We've got we've got the New York Review yeah. of Husbands and Wives Shouldn't Work Together. <laughs> we've got the New England Journal of Husbands and Wives Shouldn't Work Together. And I think Illustrated is right up there, maybe only second to Bugle. Oh, Bugle is good. <laughs> the the Husbands and Wives Shouldn't Work Together Sun Times. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I think also Illustrated suits Tim the most because yes, Sports course. Illustrated is his favorite right. uh, magazine. That's not canon necessarily, but we all know it's true. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, and then so they talk about this, and then it kind of progresses further to Tim essentially acknowledging that no, he doesn't want women on the job site because they're testosterone because it, no because the estrogen messes things up, and you need testosterone to build a thing in the men and. <laughs> 
the, the like I feel like I'm ex- we explain the same line of terrible logic over and over again. Well, that is what the show is predicated on, so it makes sense. Got me there, sir. Uh, uh, but there is a moment I want to just follow up with uh, yeah. with this illustrated joke that <laughs> Jill. So after she goes through this whole explanation about testosterone and blah blah blah, and Jill goes, "Oh well, uh, oh God, I can't remember what the the setup was, but she goes, "Oh, I heard that in uh, the magazine I subscribe to, Stupid Husbands Monthly, or something like that." <laughs> Not a great joke, but what I love about it is that in the background, Randy is setting the table. Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor Thomas just looks like he's not acting at all. He's just like in the scene, mm-hmm. and he's overhearing. And he just starts laughing at Jill, at Patricia Richardson's delivery. And I just loved that that was a thing that would happen to be caught on camera. Yeah. Again, that kind of connection between Patricia Richardson and Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas. It's like they're playing off each other, yeah. even if it's not explicitly written in. Yeah. And I think that that just kind of points to Jonathan Taylor Thomas being a natural talent, recognizing, you know, a good delivery of something, being able to discern that and being present in the scene. Yeah. We cut from this pretty much to the job site quite literally quite yes because the buzzsaw goes directly through the screen uh ah the buzzsaw transition (laughs) it's like coming home (laughs) tool time on location yeah so tim's team out at this job site this exterior location where god bless them they found a place in la where it happened to be kind of muddy and cloudy (laughs) and raining yeah i do have a note in a later scene where i'm like it's actually raining on these actors i I was like did they fly to oregon for this or did they actually (laughs) or i guess i guess it rained in la in the 90s it was a different different you could count on it at a certain point it rained in la this year i think i think we got one or two (laughs) this is a real window into meanwhile of our listeners in like florida and the eastern seaboard like we would take less rain please thank (laughs) you right Tim's so you know the, Tim and Al are there and yeah. they're talking about who they're who they're working with and introducing their teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim gets his first go at the team. Yeah, and you know this is all on camera. This is the actual Tool Time episode. They're speaking yeah. to the Tool Time audience. Yes. Um. And, well, and before we go into the teams, I do want to point out, uh, Al is wearing a hat, and I think it was like a day of production mistake that they realized oh crap we don't have the the clearance to show the logo on your hat and so they put a piece of duct tape over uh <laughs> scotch tape what is it was masking uh, tape masking yeah, yeah uh to literally mask the logo <laughs> and then wrote l on it and then i noticed through the rest of the episode everyone else has name tags written on masking tape and i'm like oh my god are they trying to like cover <laughs> the mistake that they made with al's hat and i really like that kind of onset fix though where <laughs> yeah. it's like no right we just write the name on masking tape and put it on his on his hat. Well, why would they do that? No, no, no. It'll make sense if everybody does it. <laughs> exactly. No one will question it then. <laughs> exactly. Um. Now I want that to be a thing, though, like a fashionable thing where everyone just wears hats <laughs> with a piece of masking tape with their name written on it on yes. the hat. Um. Oh my god, that would be amazing. Uh. Okay. So let's. Should we introduce us and our listeners to Tim's team? Yes. Okay. Yes. We have uh, legendary Hall of Famer. John Elway, two-time uh, Super Bowl winner. I almost forgot that the Super Bowl was the football thing. Uh, <laughs> that's how little I know about sports. <laughs> uh, we also have Eric Hipple, um, who I'm. Uh, you know what? I'm just. You know what? I'm gonna embrace the embarrassment. I have no fucking idea who Eric Hipple is. Yeah, so I, I there's didn't even that. Write his name down. <laughs> my notes. My notes end in. 
and some guy from the Eagles. We have okay here here I'm just this is gonna be all over the place. We have someone from the Oilers, someone from the Jets, someone from the Eagles, uh, the Glenn Broncos. Fry. What's that? Glenn Fry from the Eagles. Love it. Yeah. Sorry. The, go on. The H is O. Um. Yeah, that was him. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so those are the teams we have, and now here are the people we have. You you connect the dots yourself because uh, I just don't know sports. Sean Jones, Kenny O'Brien, Bill Pickle, Kelvin Pritchett, and uh, I think that's it. Oh, and then Evander Holyfield, who is not – he's a boxer. I know that. Yeah, you see, well, yeah, one would hope so. You saw him get his ear bitten off. Uh, Listen, I see a lot of people's ears getting bitten off. <laughs> I love horror films. I shouldn't – okay, I, I, I feel like I shouldn't hang out in this apartment. They're like, the more time I spend around you, the more likely one of my ears is to get bitten off. But I'm a vegetarian, so I wouldn't do it. Okay, well, there's that at least. But the company you keep. Fair. Okay, yeah. Uh, Tim's, uh, the guys, watching Tim stand with all these uh, dude bro sportsmen, it, he looks so tiny. <laughs> he does. He looks like a shrimpy little baby man. And it, <laughs> it's kind of, I, I want, I wish that that was the actual size that Tim Allen was, that like he was just like a foot shorter than everyone He's else. like Tom Cruise height. Exactly, Yes. <laughs> Because I feel like that would both explain him a little bit more, and also just it makes <laughs> makes it just like just you know a little cuter, just like a, it somehow it makes his his some of the stuff that he says less upsetting. Because it's like ah, oh, you little scamp. Uh, let's go into this. Uh, do you want to take a guess at how tall Tim Allen is according to IMDb? Five foot five. No, that's about how tall I I'm I'm I hover somewhere between five. Five and five, six and a half, somewhere in there. Okay, that's me, as a as your gauge. Five foot seven. Is it less? I don't know. Which five one. foot ten and a half. Five foot ten. So he's as tall as I am. Holy shit! You're five ten. I'm I'm like five eleven. I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say you're pretty tall. Yeah, but okay. So, wow, that's just weird. Mm, man, those those sportsmen would be so massive if I if I man that wow <laughs> i kind of assumed tim allen was just was just short because most male actors seem to be right yeah uh wow interesting okay well hey good for tim allen there you go and good for those sports guys good for the sports guys um <laughs> so then we go over and we meet al's team yes which uh it consists of al mm-hmm. jill mm-hmm. miss america kimberly aiken yep um gwen number one and yes who is a carpenter Gwen number two. Who is a plumber. And uh, Denise. Who is a master electrician. And I do want to uh, draw this out. None of them are credited on IMDb. They are probably shown enough Habitat for Humanity volunteers who did really well at their jobs and got to be on a Home Improvement episode. But they all had a line. And that puts them in uh, under the the Screen Actors Guild uh, rules, I think. What really? I mean, all of the the football peeps are listed as himself. So hmm. why can't Gwen Number One be listed as herself? I think you know why. The patriarchy. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's a shame. Have you got? Wait, so are there credited names for these these ladies? So you can put it out there now. No, I have no. I have no. Uh, I mean, outside of Miss America, who I'm sure I could look up, um, but you've already given her name, so we know who she is. Kimberly Aiken, 
Salute to her. <laughs> and then salute to these uh, uncredited uh, female roles. Yeah, you know, so often women toiling in obscurity, <laughs> building better houses than men. This happens all the time. Yeah. Um, where where unknown women build a better house than a bunch of male celebrities. Uh, so what... I, okay, so I liked this. I really like... I, I like that... The show sets up Al on a team of women, yeah. and I like that the team of women kicks ass. Yes. Uh, that's a much-needed, you know, kind of a ham-fisted thing, but still a well-done, like, good, finally balancing the scales a bit on this show. Yeah, go ahead. I think you're touching on something that I want to get into in this episode. Well, the the one thing, this is my whole point, I just was really expecting it to be, you know, like, Tim is with all these dude bros, and it's like, okay, and Al's team, Jill, and former President Jimmy Carter! <laughs> and it's just like, Al, Jill, and old-ass Jimmy Carter, and they still build the house in three days, and it's all, like, I just really, I don't, I don't give a rat's scrotum about sports, but man, I love politics, and I just wanted this to be a really Jimmy Carter-heavy episode. <laughs> and in that regard, I was disappointed. Oh my god, at this time in 92, or what, 94? Uh, you could have, Al could have chosen an entire rogues gallery of former presidents. Shit, Nixon was still alive? Reagan was still Reagan around. Reagan was still alive. The, okay, now, guys, <laughs> guys, hear me out. Gerald Ford was still alive? Bush had just left office? Shit, that was enough, there, that's, he would have had more presidents on his team than he had women on his team. Like, his, his <laughs> team, man, uh, what might have been, dude? So yeah. many, how did the 90s, we had all these presidents, ex-presidents alive at the same time, and none of them got together to build a house on TV? We even had former presidents alive. True. Yes, yes. Lottie but one of them was up to hijinks with Brad and Randy. <laughs> so I guess he's exempt. Yeah, yeah, I think I think, I think, think so. He had a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but you, but there was something greater with the whole girls versus guys. Do you want to touch on it now? I mean, like, when do you want to? When do you want to? I don't know. I mean, egg? there isn't really a specific moment in the episode. Uh, maybe, maybe in a future. Yeah, we'll we'll wait for a future scene. I, okay. There's another point I can bring it up. Scenes but. in the future, foreshadowing. So we get a weird transition. Another really aggressive. Uh, I felt like I was in some sort of like jigsaw uh, murder puzzle. <laughs> I mean, all of these. Do you want to build a house? <laughs> Uh, you know what? All of these people, including Tim, would uh, would be exempt from Jigsaw's puzzles because they're doing something better for humanity. Yeah. Except maybe Tim might fall back into it because uh, he, he has some mortal sins under his belt. I feel like Tim would accidentally Jigsaw himself. Like, Tim would be building a death <laughs> trap and then get trapped inside it and have to go through it himself. Yes. True. Just the yeah. whole time he's sawing off his arm, he's just like... Oh, 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 oh. Um, so we get this incredibly aggressive transition that just dices up the screen and we go, uh, we cut to later on location. Now I'm, I'm kind of curious of, well, okay. So yeah. All right. Let's just bring this into the question. They're doing this for an episode of tool time. Yes. They only in two points when they're introducing the teams and when they're revealing the houses, do they actually record for tool time? (laughs) Yeah, unless we assume some of that montage is all tool time okay, B-roll, fair, yeah. but which we'll get to in just a second. Yeah, but, um, this is we're cutting to a little bit later on location. Um, one of the lions shows up, who uh, you know Tim had given the wrong directions, as well as a Vander Holyfield. Um, and we go into the same exact set of jokes that happened in the previous scene with Tim, where yeah. it's Tim making some sort of glib comment. And then a very tall black man stares him down, is like, you want to say that to my face? 
sort of attitude, and they milk that about four, four, five times in this episode. Tim is being, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is a, I will go out on a limb here and say that Tim is even more cruel to this group of massive, totally jacked dudes who are volunteering their very limited time to do a good thing for people. He is meaner to them than he is to his own family and friends. And that is saying something. (laughs) Yeah. He is such a dick in every word. And these are people who he idolizes. Yeah. And... Here, this goes back to the question, the the theory that we never really dug into. But is Tim a masochist? Does he is he does he get off on pain? I honestly think he wants one of these guys to beat him up. Yeah. I think it's a fetishy thing. <laughs> uh, you know, there, I mean, if you okay, I mean, if he loves all these big, you know, manly full contact sports, yeah. if he doesn't seem to mind the fact that he is constantly grievously injuring himself. Maybe the ultimate wedding of his two passions is getting beaten up by a big manly sportsman. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. It just gives him uh, fuel for for months if he can be beat up by Evander Holyfield. Exactly, yeah. exactly. In in Watchmen, the graphic novel, not the uh, visionary director Zack Snyder movie, uh, there is, there's a reference to some villain who the superheroes busted once who was like a pervert who just had a fetish for getting beat up by superheroes. Right. And Tim basically is the home improvement cinematic universe's version of that guy just instead of superheroes just regular heroes just regular heroes. yes just (laughs) just regular ones regular heroes like evander holyfield yeah uh i don't really have anything else for this except that tim's trying to supervise his team it's a very short scene yeah and i just wasn't sure if it was part of tool time or just (laughs) behind the scenes the 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 whole thing is just the the guy's saying like so what do you want us to do tim why don't we follow the instructions, Tim? Yeah. Why don't we do it this way, Tim? And him going like, no, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't tell you how to sports. You don't tell me how to home improvement. <laughs> and so, and so, yeah, he just, he just shits all over these guys and, and bullies them. Uh-huh. And then from that, we go to a, so the, these transitions that we're talking, these jigsaw style transitions that happen throughout these segments. They're so fast and they're so involved and they're so loud. And they are so unlike any other transition yeah. we've had on the show. There just simply aren't words in the English language for this, the ways they go from one scene to the next. I'm curious if this will be a watershed moment in our transition of evolution. This is this is like patient zero for the real, even crazier transitions yeah, down the line. Exactly. Like this is where, like, like basically... There's, like, you know, rulers and, like, hammers and, like, bags of cement or whatever, like, graphics of them kind of push forward onto the screen and obscure it, and they all pull back out of the screen, and a new scene is happening on the other side of it. Uh, It's just not like the normal ones. (laughs) So, But this takes us into the montage of uh, Tim's team messing stuff up and Al's team getting stuff right. There are... Sometimes there's a montage in this world. Sometimes... (laughs) Like, like montages on '90s sitcoms are the are, are really great, and this I think is a really good montage in yeah. terms of like corny '90s sitcom montage. It does not, I think, dethrone my favorite one, which is Doogie Howser, MD, when Doogie and Vinny are stuck in a convenience store holdup, and they just put on rap music and dance with the teenage gang member who's <laughs> holding them up while the police watch. I've discussed it before, um, <laughs> but like it's it's just hijinks and like yeah. Motown music well, playing. Yeah, and you don't get montages very often in three camera sitcoms, which no. is interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, and the, so they're playing uh, the house that Jack built by Aretha Franklin, R.I.P. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, it's it's about what you expect. 
it there's not like it's a lot of Alan the, and the women doing it right yeah. and putting uh, putting a house together Amish barn raising style and then okay the Al scenes are like the Amish barn raising scene in Witness which is really inspiring <laughs> and like holy shit the Amish yeah. and the and the Tim and his guys scenes are like the barn raising scene in Kingpin where where Woody Harrelson keeps fucking things up and like they put up the one wall and it's like and then he walks away and it falls over the other way yeah. that happens I'm going to say even though I don't remember any bit of the film it might even be a scene in For Richer or Poor starring <laughs> Tim Allen and Kiersey Alley on an Amish farm. You know what? I would bet I would bet $20 that one of these gags happens in that movie. Yes. We should probably watch For Richer or Poor <laughs> at some point. Um yeah, so just just kind of standard construction hijinks. The one yeah. thing I was expecting and didn't see i guess because of budgetary limitations was for an entire wall to fall down but tim to be standing in the right place that it yeah also that's the extremely dangerous uh stunt uh, yeah they did it on arrested development and that was that was <laughs> in itself was an achievement you know i'm gonna bring it up now because i had a, a, a note later on but uh do you think tim might have been involved this is like a, a, a cross-pollination theory do you think tim might have been the contractor for the arrested development uh homes the bluth model homes I am certain. I'm so, like tool time, like after the end of Home Improvement, Tool Time goes off the air a couple of years uh-huh. later. Tim relocates to California after, let's be real, his divorce, and then yeah, he's like the cut rate contractor who the Bluths hire to yeah. build their model homes. That that is my favorite one that we've come up with. That's well that you've come up with. That's really good. That's well, very it's just good. that the things that happened to Tim's home at the end of this episode are like the exact same things that happened to the Bluth home. Yeah, yeah, it's uh they have the same standards of construction, I yeah. think. Yes. Um what the the last thing in this montage of uh of construction hijinks is they're laying concrete and Tim is smoothing it out with a trowel or whatever you use. And then the football sportsmen are drawing like a play diagram yeah. in it. And then Tim very angrily smooths over it for them. I, you know, that's a corny joke. It, yeah. A smile is on my face thinking about <laughs> it all the same, though. I'm going to make that smile even wider by saying it wasn't until after the shot was over. A, a good couple moments where I was like, Oh, that wasn't tic-tac-toe. It, <laughs> I started to write down tic-tac-toe, but then I was like, no, wait, too many circles. Way too many circles. And and I have seen I have seen enough sitcom bits about football to know what a uh what a play thing or like what a bunch of dudes discussing. But whenever a bunch of football players are looking at circles, you know it's them doing a play. <laughs> That is the truest statement I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you you have you have lived a fact averse life. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we transition back to the house. Yes, Brad comes uh, bouncing into Randy, still reading a comic book. Yeah, uh, he's working on that one. You know what? He's done his homework. He he's <laughs> he's just having some uh, some lax time. Uh, is that a thing that people say? I don't know. I'm not young. That's that was a that was an ex lax uh, <laughs> slogan. Back <laughs> just have some lax time. <laughs> Uh, uh, so and Brad says that Ashley loved her locket, uh, that it was a big hit, that, uh, that he needs to find more jewelry lying around in the, in the alley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're, you know, so that everything's great there. Nothing could possibly go wrong regarding the provenance of that, of that locket. Yeah. And Tim and Jill come home. 
Yes. Jill's gloating about the uh, progress that her team is making, that uh, estrogen has won the day. Yeah. And the boys catch wind of this, and Mark says, sounds like mom is kicking your butt. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I, it's, honestly, you know, you keep talking about the relationship between Patricia Richardson and, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas, but in these moments, it's been two episodes in a row where I can kind of hear his... Uh, her voice coming out of him. So, you know, it almost seems like she may have been, like, coaching him um, off off screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was or at it... least running lines or something. So, wait, I thought it was I thought it was Mark who said, uh, said, kicking your butt. Was it Randy who said no, kicking Randy your butt? No, Randy said that, yeah. Randy said that? Okay, well, I just want everyone to know that when I said Mark, it's because I actually thought Mark, the youngest boy, said it, not because I was mixing up <laughs> someone's name, okay? Just for the record. Uh... Mark actually says, you're losing to girls. Oh, that's who said that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Tim is just so, so indignant about all of this. Well, he, but he, he handles it magnanimously. He says, I'd be doing better if I wasn't stuck with a bunch of lightweight wimps. <laughs> so he immediately blames his crew. Yeah. And then starts questioning. This is where I started to get like, come on, Tim. Uh, not even Tim, but like, he just keeps throwing it back at Jill and saying, why does everything have to be a competition? Why does right. everything have to be a competition? Again and again and again. It's not a competition. Not a competition. And it's... I, he's like riding a fine line where it's like, okay, that could be funny if you're doing it intentionally to be like, I know I'm... I, I started this. Yeah. And so I'm... Gonna, but he, he's playing it just subtle enough to go, I can't tell if you actually are, you know annoyed by this i mean you're clearly annoyed but like you have no sense of humor about it yeah i mean he's moving the goalposts basically (laughs) yeah established this idea of this is a competition that i'm gonna win right and now as soon as he's not winning now he's offended at the notion of there ever being competition (laughs) in the first place competition is so not masculine (laughs) you know what men love to collaborate and not fight about things i i hate adding more power to things never have i done that before (laughs) um and then uh cue marie who comes bursting through the door saying she lost her locket in yeah and i think she doesn't say she lost it in the alley no that she's missing her locket and uh and you know it's valuable etc i guess that goes without saying and <laughs> well it, it used to be her grandmother's locket it means yeah. a lot to her she really yeah. wants it back um and uh we haven't really had a lot of evidence that randy is a psychopath or anything uh this season uh he's really kind of dropped off in his maliciousness but he just has this smug ass look on his face when he realizes the trouble that brad is in I would get it if Brad's success was somehow meant that Randy would fail, like if Brad's win was Randy's loss, but it's not. Randy has no dog in this fight. He's just watching his brother suffer. (laughs) Then again, we don't have siblings, so I I, I would assume there's a certain level of take the win where you can, even if it's not yours to take. I'm sure Brad probably did a bunch of things that Randy wants vengeance for, but yeah. so Like got his own room? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably the first one. Yeah, exactly. You've got your own room. You can you can handle uh, being in some difficult comedy of uh, manners type situations. Um, so yeah, Brad, having given this to his girlfriend, now realizes that it's in fact not his to give. And we we fade to commercial on an uh oh moment. That, by the way, if this were Cheers, the uh, music that would play as we go to the commercial would be something like. That's always the music that plays when it's like, oh no, the thing that I thought was one thing is another thing. Oh man. Um, 
We cut back to the kitchen. I have to incorporate a little bit of cheers still. <laughs> we cut back to the kitchen uh, where Tim is on the phone with John Elway, uh, kind of just yelling about just he, he's being he's being the hard nosed coach. Yeah, just saying like, yeah, you were dragging your ass out there. To, well, he doesn't say dragging, but yeah, you know. But essentially, you I mean, that's something that a hard, hard-ass coach would yell at is like, yeah. Come it, on, you sissies. The thing is, when a, when a coach is yelling that at his players, there's this like sense of shared camaraderie. The fact that the coach taught these guys everything that they know. <laughs> right, yeah. And there's this, and the sense it'll be there for anything. Tim is a guy who they met two days ago. Tim wants the power without the responsibility. Like, these guys talk to, yeah, exactly. Tim is... The worst Spider-Man. <laughs> of all the reboots, the Tim Allen Spider-Man reboot was even even worse than the Andrew Garfield ones. <laughs> um, and he's, uh, just to point out a Michigan thing, he's wearing a Kelvin College uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. Um, which is a very, very Christian college. Really? Uh, is that where they invented the f- Calvin Ball? The fact where they wouldn't, uh, I had a friend that went there. Yeah. They wouldn't even show Gilmore Girls at night. They, as soon as, I think it was like seven or 8 p.m they would switch uh to packs what <laughs> just like the whole the whole network at yeah the sta- wow yeah so i don't even know that they could watch home improvement well <laughs> <laughs> i think that uh i think that they they probably sent a tape of it to the college and they selected the like 12 acceptable frames of him wearing that that <laughs> right. were put up in the seminary or something <laughs> uh so also tim and jill get into it over the fact that you know, Joel is basically ribbing Tim because, you know, you can't handle the fact that, that women are doing just as well as men or that women can do better than men. And Tim is denying that he's ever suggested that men and women weren't equal. Yeah. And then he, I mean, do you, I didn't get his exact wording on this. I didn't either, but this is kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is where I'm having problems a little bit with how, how to, as a modern viewer, looking at the mentality of you know something from like the 90s or whatever and it's like he's posing this point of view as something that's kind of funny but in spite of itself it's like still embracing this idea mm-hmm. but I, I don't know i can't articulate my thoughts on this it's just hard to to like so 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 the the bit in question is that you know tim is denying that he's ever suggested that men and women weren't equal Saying, like, I've always said that men are equal to women, right. and women, <clears throat> men. And, like, he just won't even say it out loud, and yeah. he gets a big laugh, and ha ha ha. And but it, it would, the thing is, is like, they're making the joke as if it's, like, the, I don't, at the end of the bit, I don't feel like that's how he actually feels. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like he, he does feel like they're equal, and he's making fun of himself and taking himself down a peg by acknowledging his kind of egotism. That's not a word. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it could be. It could be. Yes. Webster's giving me a call. Fraser is willing to consider it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but, you know, so, like, he, he's he's making the joke at women's expense and then turning around. But there's nothing. I feel like they, they feel like they indicated that they don't feel that way. But nothing really comes off that way. The it, This episode is such a mixed bag because it makes this very good point with this team of like the whole the whole notion of a team of women builders building this kick ass house really yeah. fast, you could see that on t like that would be a thing that would be on TV today. That would be a thing that be you know put out there. Like that's a really good thing. Like yes, women can do these jobs. Women don't do these jobs as often because society right. sees them away. Whatever, that's really good. But then it's like you get these scenes with Tim 
clowning around do and like obviously the show is the show is saying like haha look at tim haha women and men are equal tim doesn't see that but that tim the protagonist who is so often right is basically voicing this opinion that is extremely bigoted yeah and is able to get away with it and be laughed at is like oh that's just tim not believing that 51 percent of the human race is equal to the other 49 <laughs> you know and again it's a pro it's a product of its time yeah and that joke right, was right. seen a lot of places and i also recognize that as a product of its time that the sheer fact of delineating men versus women in construction crews like that's like doesn't shouldn't be a thing in 2018 it should just be yeah i get but you know then you don't have a premise for, for a show i guess yeah uh i don't know i just kind of like i think a better example of what bothers me is his uh later in the scene when brad comes in and confesses uh you know hey look i got myself in this situation they gave yeah. a locket or i gave a present that i found out ended up being to somebody else and mm -hmm. tim for his part, you know, they ha they have this, like, fun little moment where it, you think Tim's going to yell at him or something. Yeah, because, you, no, you want... Yeah, he listens to all of Brad's things, and then he goes, hmm, been there. <laughs> well, he, well he, he, go, he, go, he goes, so you're telling me you found something in the alley, you just gave it to your girlfriend without even wondering where it came from. He goes, yeah, and then that Tim's response yeah. to that is, been there. Been there. Been there. Um, and so, the the going back to my point... His, what he says to Brad here is problematic, insightful. I don't know. So he tells Brad, you got to tell her the truth. That's mm -hmm. just what you got to do, which is good. That's the thing yeah. you need to do. Yeah. But then his reasoning for it is like, because if you don't, they're going to make you pay. Yeah. The women always make you pay for it. I've paid so and many times. Oh, yeah, so have much. I paid. Yeah. Like, oh, God, you hate your relationship that you are the cause of the problems for. I don't, so that's that's the, like... I don't know. In a nutshell, kind of the issues I have here. Yeah, it's like I, you're you're saying something good, but the reason behind you saying it is bad. It's like always tell the truth because if you don't, women. Yeah. If only women weren't so bitchy about the truth, we could just lie all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, I have to say that women are equal to men, but you know, I really don't actually think that way. It feels kind of like lip service at times, like, you know, mm. Tim paying lip service to the notion of women being equal, Tim paying lip service to the notion that truth is important. Uh, you know, I, I do think, though, as as not great as this is with him and uh, him and Brad, I do like the fact that I, I think I've even commented on this before, that Brad is getting into trouble with women in the exact same way that Tim gets <laughs> yeah. into trouble and seeing these two guys of similar temperament and intelligence, yeah. but different ages trying to deal with it. I think there's real, I think that's funny. And I think it is. I agree. I hope that they, they bore that out a little bit more. It's kind of like, you know, since Tim is married, you don't have the Seinfeld-esque-ness of it where you get the, like, week-to-week -week dating life or the, yeah. the problems that come from that. So, it, you know, Brad just benefits from from being able to, uh, you know, um, have those spoils of, like, this is character development for me. So, yeah, um, there we go. Yeah. Uh, we go back to uh, On Location, and, uh, and it's the final day. It's raining. Uh, Tim, yes. Tim is arriving back at the work site where his crew has been working in the rain and they're angry because Tim has been out shopping for hours to get, because the industrial strength exhaust fan. Yes. Uh, which he just has to install because it's got more power. Um, 
Meanwhile, next door, Jill is way ahead. Like yeah. her, her team is, you know, they're, they're, they're already inside their house working on the inside, not Painting, in the rain. Yeah, doing everything. And uh, it's at this point that I write the note, uh, they're building a fence, dot, dot, dot. Oh, man, I didn't even see the fence. <laughs> I was caught. I'd forgotten that Wilson even existed oh. when he showed up. Atheist. I, <laughs> I denied uh, I denied his existence, and he made me a fool. Um, so, yeah, Tim is, you know, Tim is whatever. Jill is taunting Tim, saying, oh, by the time you get your siding up, our owner will be moved in and getting junk mail. And <laughs> I thought that was kind of a fun line. It was really good. I liked it. And then, yeah, and then Tim... Tim turns around and there's Al, like, not Al, Wilson walking up to the fence with a board held up just perfectly <laughs> to block his face. Really chef kiss. Yeah. Perfect. Um, Which tells me I, if if I had the strength, I would go into some theory about Wilson and fences and his need to build them and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I, I don't have he, the mental capacity for it. Wilson is a very divisive figure. He always has to put a fence between things. He's gonna. He's building a big, beautiful wall between these houses. Uh, is Wilson a notorious fence, and he's trying to, uh, trying to like get the authorities to to. It's like his calling card. So so when half of the half of the items in the new house are actually stolen items from elsewhere. <laughs> he he. It's his calling card. When someone uh, steals, like, jewels or fine art, they fence them to Wilson, and Wilson hides them by building a fence and putting them <laughs> under the fence. I don't know. I mean, have you seen his house? Uh, we, we've seen some weird things in there already that, like, half that shit is probably fenced, you know, yeah. uh, stolen stolen goods. How, how do you how do you afford all that wolfsbane and all that garlic <laughs> uh, unless, you're, unless you're fencing uh, priceless jewels? Yeah, I actually, in this very moment, just realized I can't remember if we've seen, you and I together have seen the inside of Wilson's house. I, I, in the ether of memory, I remember like one shot from the episode where they have dinner at Wilson's house, but I don't remember the floor plan of the interior. Oh, okay. Looks like. Gotcha. Well, yeah. yeah, they have all the, the masks and, and stuff on the walls and, uh, I, I just, that, no, I think that, I, I think I'm thinking of an episode that hasn't come up yet. Yeah, I, this hasn't come up. We haven't seen it, but oh, I just remember okay. from my childhood. The one oh, that okay, good. Okay, place. so we're yeah. both thinking back to our childhood. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah. We're, we're both reflect, just, just two grown men reflecting on childhood sitcoms. Yikes. Uh, which is the whole show. So <laughs> Tim, yeah, bumps into Wilson and I, I, you know, I guess complains about his circumstances and Wilson quotes some Immanuel Kant in yeah. the original German. <laughs> uh, I can't remember what the sentiment he expressed was. I don't know if you can. Something about generosity. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm saying so something about setting aside competition for a greater goods like that. Yeah, if if you if you feel like we didn't do a good enough job recapping this Wilson conversation, uh, please write to us, care of Tool Time something something Detroit. <laughs> uh, Sounds like you can't remember the address. I, I can't. Is, I can't lie. Keep going with the same joke. Uh, this is also my note. Emmanuel, that, I don't agree with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> actually raining on the actors was my note it is and how did i mean that's just that's just a beautiful thing they were able to get rain on it's not ironic it's in fact quite fortuitous they were able to get rain on their shooting day um we cut to the living room uh where ashley is over and uh we get our appearance of leanne orsi as her the second appearance yes uh no parents are home i thought that was kind of interesting yeah tim and jill come home during this scene but also in true, like, 
like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, why didn't you get up to more weird shit while in supervised fashion? We transition to this scene and it's just Brad and Ashley sitting watching music videos together or something. <laughs> yeah. It's something we did in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. We just, watched a lot of music videos. We we had our girlfriends over and we sat a respectable <laughs> distance from them on the couch while alone. And we just we just watched that video for She's So High, you know? <laughs> it's like, how'd she jump into that tiny little bottle? I feel like I had one or two good makeout sessions to TRL. Okay, back man. In the day. I, 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 this is, I think, a, 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 a sad result of my age. There weren't any good music video programs when I was at makeout age. It also took me a good long time to get to makeout well, age. Well, you, you don't necessarily need good quality content. I mean, in fact, the worse the content, the more likely you're going to turn to find some other entertainment. Okay, well. Now, there was once I had a makeout session to Mythbusters, <laughs> but it was mainly the commercials during Mythbusters because Mythbusters is so good that it then when so the commercials good. stopped, we would actually, it was like, okay, we're both horny teenagers, but Mythbusters, but guys. science. I mean, like, did, you know, how, how are they going to supercharge that uh, that car to make it go off the jump? <laughs> I mean, that is really the the real world home improvement. Honestly, yes. <laughs> kind of a surprise that Tim Allen was not affiliated with that they didn't like get him to host that or something. Yeah, true. Hmm. hmm. They're just a, a guest spot or something. Anyway, they're watching uh this thing and uh Brad is just staring at her in terror, unable to tell her the truth to get that locket back. Yeah. Um and then as as this is happening, well Jill comes in. Yeah. And then when Ashley stands up to say hi to Jill, she's wearing the locket. Uh, Brad jumps up and hugs her to try <laughs> I and love this, this like little comedy of errors that Brad is in I want to see more of that this I want like a whole noises yeah. off-esque episode of it this this was really great like sometimes the show does these little like whoa kind of farcy things and I, <laughs> I think they're so fun um, yeah so he's hugging her to try and hide it from her until Jill walks out of the room and then he and uh, he and and Ashley are like gonna go somewhere, and so they get up to go to the front door. He's trying to get her out of the house. Yeah, and then he opens the front door, and Marie is there, and so he <laughs> slams the door on Marie, and then sends Ashley out into the yeah. backyard where it's raining, and then locks her out. Credit where credits due. Zachary Ty Bryan has some really good comedic timing. Absolutely, like the the look of like shock and fear yeah. on his face, and like he he's hamming this up really well. This yeah. is this is very funny material. Yeah, I really really enjoyed it. Um, and. So <laughs> I'm just trying to understand this note I wrote, which was Brad, Brad, Tim. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This comes in a second. Oh, so, right. Yeah. Okay. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, Marie, like, so Jill lets Marie in and, yeah. or like Brad has to go over and let Marie in once he's locked Ashley outside. And then Marie and Jill are talking <laughs> to Brad and then Marie is locked outside in the rain. Yeah. And I feel like this was a Three's Company episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. No, well, what, what's, she, what's she doing out, outside in the backyard? He's like, oh, well, she doesn't have one, so I told her she could use ours. And <laughs> Also, I'm gay. <laughs> it's a Three's Company because he had to pretend. I, I got gotcha. you. I, I, I just felt weird. As soon as I said it, I was like, that's weird if no one has context. <laughs> well, it is, it is National Coming Out Day. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I didn't yeah. think it was that. Okay. Uh, so then Brad finds some excuse to get Jill to go into the garage, and she goes with Marie in there, and yeah. so then Brad lets... Ashley and... Ashley comes in herself because uh, the locket oh, had broken the, yes. the chain on it, and Tim comes in at that moment. I mean, there's just like a revolving doors of characters. I love it. Yeah, this is it's again, it's it's some real Fraser stuff. Yeah, and also it's important to know that Tim didn't know that 
uh, when Brad had confessed all this, that it was the locket yeah. that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So when Ashley comes in, he's like, oh, well, that's an easy fix. I could just go fix it in the garage right now yeah. where Jill and Marie happen to be. Jill uh, and Marie come back in. Marie sees the locket and goes, oh, you found my locket. That's great. Yeah. Um, and Tim goes, oh, no, Brad Brad found it. It actually belongs to, to Ashley. Yeah. Brad puts, or, or Tim puts Brad's shit out in the street in a big way. <laughs> And, and, but not knowing he is until, you know, because he doesn't know that the locket was the thing that would get him into trouble. And so you've got Brad, and then you've got, on his left, you've got uh, Marie, and on his right, you've got Ashley. You've got Tim standing behind him. You've got Jill standing by Marie. <laughs> yeah. And and so it's like, you, you know... There's this, this uh, conflation happening of Ashley going, no, that's my locket. And Marie's going, no, this is mine. It's my grandmother's. I just lost it. And then Ashley going, Brad. And Marie going, Brad. And Jill going, Tim. <laughs> and then is it, Tim just looks at Brad and just says... Like, he re- reiterates yeah, the point yeah. of like, no, you're, nope, you're in deep. Yeah, or, or like where Brad just... Yeah, Brad looks at him and says, I'm going to pay, aren't I, Dad? And he says, oh, you're going to pay. You're going to pay real bad. Um... Oh, just no. It was good fun. You yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. I love that. Wish the the whole episode had been that. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the job site for the final inspection, thrilling We're conclusion. Apparently, back on tool time. Yes. Uh, the job. So the inspector comes out of Al's house, says that he's built a perfect house. Built the perfect house. Which I wonder if they they bribed him. I mean, that's a that's a it's a thing to say. Miss America would use uh, some of her Miss America money, probably, <laughs> or, or something like that. I mean, I would say even for the best constructionist. Is that a word? I don't know. Uh, Fraser doesn't really know. <laughs> uh, that even they would have a hard time putting together the perfect house. There's always something. In three days, yeah, also. Right, exactly. Um, with a crew of six working for free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the inspector goes over to Tim's house and... Everything he touches there, you know, falls off. I, I, again, credit where credit's due. I think there is some good physical comedy here. Yeah. The second Tim's walking up the stairs uh, to the porch, the, the the top knob of the railing comes off, and he like mm-hmm. immediately throws it over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was like just a good comedic timing. He goes inside. John Elway actually had a few bits of good comic timing where he has to like uh, use his body to hide um, some of the open panels of electricity and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then he's guiding him through the house, and we get the payoff to that huge exhaust fan where he turns on a, a thing. Tim is like, oh, well, you got to see this. And he turns on the exhaust. The inspector turns on the house fan and uh, sucks his hat off, mm-hmm. which uh, I do need to point out. Character actor corner. Uh, inspector's played by Ray Baker. He was uncredited. Um, he was in Total Recall. Oh. So how about that? Uh, hat. Gets sucked off his head into the, the exhaust fan. I want to know why is there an exhaust fan in a hallway? Yeah, what kind of exhaust is happening out <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, you put it in the bathroom, you put it in the kitchen. Jill goes, oh, there's some real exhaust in there when Tim goes in. Yeah, so, yeah, it sucks the guy's hat off. And it's just all these kind of weird single camera skits where Tim blames everything that's gone wrong on his crew. And I feel like this was really rushed or Mm -hmm. they had to cut a lot out in post Mm -hmm. or something because where it feels like it should build the the sequences of what goes wrong in the house should build to something big. Mm -hmm. It ends up just kind of like ending on a no. Yeah. Like there's no big payoff to it. I, I, I was... 
honestly expecting the house to fall apart. Yeah. Four walls fall apart from each other like they did on Arrested Development. <laughs> I mean, on, Home Improvement, be more like the best show ever. That is what the, the payoff, I mean, the if you're doing the Chekhov's rule, if you're having Tim Allen, or I'm sorry, Tim Taylor, put together a house. Are they different? <laughs> uh, there, there are some there, important there, no, there that I need to. There are, yeah. um, that the payoff is that it falls apart at the end. Yeah. And it doesn't quite pay off that way yeah i was i was a little upset by that but so but then however upset i was feeling oh man finally the money shot an appearance by a former president on home improvement we get the stinger uh tim is coming in uh very excited having the mail under his arm saying oh my god you'll never believe what i got jill is sitting on the couch jill goes is it a videotape thanking you from jimmy carter <laughs> from former president jimmy carter and tim's like how'd you know yeah, and and uh, turns out that his office called ahead and 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 made <laughs> made sure he got it. So so you know this made me really nostalgic for the '90s. It was a simpler time where when you wanted to thank somebody, all you did was make a video of yourself <laughs> thanking them and then mail it to them yeah. and then call them and talk to them on the phone to make sure they got the video and will watch the video where you convey the message to them you could have conveyed on the phone. That just you know you don't get that anymore because I think. We just have to unplug, you know? We're just too into our screens. Even though this thing I'm nostalgic for involves a screen. It's true. Yeah. Uh, so we get we get our little video thanks of uh, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy. Uh, uh, Tim, uh, I just want to thank you for uh, your contributions to Habitat for Humanity. Uh, well, also, he, he gives an effusive thank you to Alan Jill. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I heard you, you built the perfect house. Tim, uh, what can I say? <laughs> Rosa really wants a picture of Al. <laughs> <laughs> he, my, the, the best line, and I think this this is truly, this is the true brilliance of when you've got a former president on. Like, this is the sort of line that you would expect a president to yeah. say. He goes, Tim, what can I say? Crews are working around the clock to repair the house you built. <laughs> like, you always hear a president saying that crews are working around the clock to fix 9-11 or repair from the hurricane or whatever. But, like, to repair that Tim fucked up so bad that Jimmy Carter has to have crews working around the are clock. You, are you now posing that Tim Taylor's destruction and wrath equates that of terrorism and natural disasters? I'm not, I'm not saying, no, I'm not saying that. And 9-11 is no laughing matter. Nor are natural disasters. I'm just saying, you know, Jimmy Carter made that comparison, and I'm just I'm just <laughs> okay. following the facts where they lead. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, God bless you, Jimmy Carter, for for doing for doing that for recording that video segment for Home Improvement. It's always funny when there is a president doing that sort of thing. I'm trying to think of other examples. I know the only one that's really coming to mind is from the same era where uh, George W. Bush, H. W. Bush, yeah. uh, went on to. Um, uh, do the opening for Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah! Uh, after Carvey's uh, impression had come to an end, <laughs> uh, I think you know. I read actually that there was a time when Hillary Clinton in the '90s was considering going on Home Improvement. They were talking about having her guest star on an episode just to like kind of help build up the Clintons' image. Oh, interesting. And um, that didn't come to fruition. That did not. But happen. she was just on Murphy Brown. She, oh, on the new, yeah. the new Murphy Brown? Oh, yeah. cool. You know, I have to say, unrelated, I never ever watched Murphy Brown, but just the posters for it and the billboards make me so happy yeah. in this way that I can't describe it. Just like looking at it, I'm like, she's going to take care of us. We're all going to be okay. <laughs> Candace Bergen is here. And yet you didn't know that it was on. 
I did. I did not know. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm sorry, CBS. I'm just gonna what? I'm just gonna get cable <laughs> and hook up my TV to it. I guess I don't need cable to get yeah, CBS. CBS isn't cable. I'm just gonna sit down in front of my TV at an appointed time like a doofus. Well, you can watch Hulu. Okay, maybe I'll watch Murphy Brown then. <laughs> Fine, Landon. There, you got me to watch the show that I was speaking warmly about. Listen, I'm not going to ask you to put down your 1980s, 90s TV show in order to watch a, a more current version of a 90s, 80s TV show. I'm currently watching Unsolved Mysteries, so uh, who am I to judge? What else we got here? Uh, we, we go to the, the outtakes. I'm not going to lie. I actually found these outtakes to be kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the hat being sucked up into the ventilation. Yeah. And there's just, Tim... It, Tim Allen is just so tickled by this uh, this effect. And yeah, I don't. It's just it's the kind of hysterical laughter that's infectious to me. Yes. Um. You know, normally I find his shenanigans or whatever kind of annoying. It's usually him laughing at his own joke. Mm. But just the fact that he can't get enough of this, I don't know, really really tickled me. Yeah. Um. But that was our outtakes, and that was that. Yeah. And Maybe that was our episode. Anything else that you want to cover that we didn't? Uh. The only thing I want to cover is that the grunt count was oh, yeah. ten. 10. It was just two sets of <laughs> where I know he did it once with the, the his construction crew. That, the, that was the second batch. What was the first one? The first batch is him explaining to Jill that construction sites only work uh, when there's testosterone and all oh, right. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, yeah, so it, he does five grunts there and then five grunts a little bit later when talking to the dudes. And that brings our season count up to <laughs> I literally cannot fathom a guess uh, going into the end of the year as we're we are heading uh, i think we have uh six episodes left yeah so um i i, I do not know what our end count is gonna be yeah i'm not i'm not keeping a running tally i just add them all up at the end of every season so yeah. i could be shocked it and feels less be. than last season it by does a, a large margin it does by large, large marge <laughs> <laughs> it must have been her ghost <laughs> oh god dude don't talk about the thing that i'm still not recovered from in my childhood <laughs> fucking mom renting a peewee herman movie thinking i'd be fine watching that alone not okay so um that's all i got cool that's all i got too well then i guess you should stop doing the podcast for now <laughs> until next week yes um i do want to do a quick promo um oh. that uh we're still in the month of october so promo uh, for a month <laughs> really really get out there and support october guys Drink some pumpkin spice things. <laughs> Carve some pumpkins. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bank on you to uh, promote actual voting and important stuff. Yes. And I'm gonna take the reins for something fun and say um, I'm still the guest on uh, Fan Theory World for the month of October. I believe yesterday the episode on the Halloween franchise just dropped. Where timely. I- Got to, I know, because the new one's coming out soon. I'm very excited. Yeah. Uh, but I got to um, deliver this this fan theory that I've been developing for mm-hmm. years. Uh, so check that out. I, I uh, It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Fan Theory World, you can find them at Fan Theory World on Twitter, Facebook, uh, or FanTheoryWorld.com. Yeah. I'll be there for an, another couple weeks. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Happy Halloween indeed. Indeed. Uh, what do you have uh, to promote? Uh, the biggest thing I have to promote is that you should probably go to vote.org and, uh, you know, make sure that you're registered to vote because depending on where you live, you might be running out of time for that. I know that John Smith Smythe, you don't live in America, <laughs> but you should, if they do elections for things in Scotland, vote in one of those. Just voting is important. Voting, period. Do it. Yes. 
Yes. So there's that. Um, this is not paid for by Nike. No, no, ab- absolutely not. Uh, yeah, Colin Kaepernick had nothing to do with me telling you to vote. Um, yeah, but that's all. That's really the biggest promotion that I have to give. Great. Well, then let's end this episode uh, by saying we really appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, so much. It's so <laughs> sweet of you. Uh, if you really want to help others find the show, uh, you can leave us a rating review on iTunes. Uh, we recently got a, a review on Podbean, oh. which I didn't know was a thing. Man. But, um, you know, you can you can leave us a, a rating review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, plus, remember, every time you rate and review us, we won't use you as a scapegoat for our own shitty leadership and construction abilities. <laughs> That's true. That's a special you know, I, I'll even extend it to say I won't scapegoat you for anything. I, blah, 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 blah. I won't even goat you in the first place. <laughs> I won't make you stand on steep rocks and make very tangy cheese. Uh, well, I can't say that, because I, I love goat cheese. I do, too. I'll just get it from other goats. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. Uh, you can find information about today's episode on our website, which is... www.gruntworkpodcast.com <laughs> While you're there, you can sign up for our weekly newsletter to be notified whenever a new episode is released. Receive exclusive trivia, the grunt count, and updates on what Truman and I are doing in our lives uh professionally not personally yeah you don't need that <laughs> lastly you can join in the conversation by hitting us up on twitter or facebook or uh i guess that's it uh at grunt work pod and yeah. with that i've been landon solano i've been truman caps and crews are working around the clock to fill your house with the minimum required level of grunt work see you next week